0: Welcome to Talking About Care with Miss Michelle. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm really excited to start episode three with you guys. Today we're going to be talking about Montessori and preschool and the differences between the two. If we have time, I will go through the nannying and au pairing, but we'll have to see how far and how long this episode goes. So let's start with it. So preschool age starts from two to five. There are certain schools that do preschooling for infants. However, it's not necessarily heavily lesson planned like it is for the two and five year olds. They mostly just do a lot of group learning, teaching them circle time, teaching them the basics of how to develop in those young ages. As soon as they're two, they start bringing in lesson planning and teaching educational programs and explaining how they would go about with their lives and learning. Generally, it's full-time and it is something that they recommend having the kids in for longer than just part-time day only because each day or week is usually planned out throughout the week with the teachers, and they do have lesson plans that they follow. So preschool, they usually group their children together in the same age group, so two to two, three to three, four to four, and so on. They usually try to keep them all around the same age group, and have them all assigned and expect to do assigned spots. So you'll see in preschools that the children will have designated chairs and spots at tables, same as carpets. They'll have a circle time area where they will have a name specifically designated to them or a spot designated to them. They'll also have cubbies, things like that. They don't really get a lot of freedom in that way. I mean, they still get freedom as kids need, but they they have it a lot more structured. So they'll have uh, grouped time frames for each thing. So like they'll have a specific time frame for free play. They have a specific time frame for circle time. They have a specific time frame for drawing or learning or story time, things like that. It's a general basis of keeping a structure, and usually it's teacher controlled. So the teacher is the one that has to enforce discipline and class time. They don't really give the, they do have freedom, but they don't give the children much of a free say in what they choose to do. Preschools are more based on the emphasis of competition, so they're more focused on productivity, testing, and grading, and it can be challenging for certain children. I know with hypersensitive children or children with learning disabilities, it can be difficult, but it's also along the same lines of what a normal schooling educational program is in the older educational system, like school age. They're a standard-based learning structure, and the students are expected to be be in the norms of the grade level. So it's very much similar to the school age system and the educational system that we have. Now, Montessori is a little bit different. Montessori is mixed age. They group children around the ages of three to six years together. So they don't necessarily group them as normal educational systems, the school age groups, they are grouped together based on where they're mentally capable at, because not all children are viewed the same in Montessori. And so it's mostly based on helping children learn from their peers. And if they They happen to have older peers that can really encourage the children to advance more. Or if they have older kids that are struggling, it gives them the chance to have the developmental process that they need to be able to adapt and grow into a better system and society for them. The Montessori's are more of a student driven school base. So the student or the child gets to choose where they want to play in the classroom. So instead of it being like, preschool where they have designated time frames where they have to be in specific areas or they only have specific areas open to the children. The Montessori has free play, so the kids get to pick where they want to play, and it doesn't matter if that's writing, if that's art, if that's reading or building blocks. It can be anything of their choice, which is kind of nice for the kids, especially those who are Maybe more sensitive to certain things like maybe the kids have a really difficult time paying attention during circle time or writing and they feel uncomfortable writing when other people are around them. It can just be a really comfortable place for them to grow and learn on their own terms versus having to follow a structured system. And I know a lot of people have voiced their griefs on both but the thing we have to remember is just because one thing works for someone doesn't mean that it's not going to or that it's going to work for another person. It is something that we have to really learn as a society that everything is a little bit different for everybody and that everybody learns differently. They do uninterrupted work cycles. So basically, the children again, it's because it is child based on it not teacher based the child gets to choose when and how long they want to work on each activity so they get their time to be able to free play or build you know or they if they want to read books for a long period of time they get to decide that and that's up to them it, it makes a little bit easier for the kids to be able to have that freedom from personal experiences I've seen that it does help kids a lot But then other times I've seen that you know Montessori doesn't necessarily work for everybody because some kids are better at having a structure and a routine. A lot of kids like routine and a lot of kids thrive with routine. And so the preschool system can be really great for those ones who do better with a routine than the children who are better at deciding what they want to play on their own terms. The areas that they're in in Montessori are actually integrated. So they are clumped together. So like reading and let's say like circle time and art are together. So like circle time is generally when they read books or sing songs. So sometimes integrate both of those and make it more of a a fun learning activity where the kids can draw and Color and do tactile activities while they're also learning. So, personally, I have a better time learning when I am able to doodle or when I am able to fidget with my hands. A lot of people don't understand that. Some people have an easier time learning through tactile or uh, keeping their hands busy. I personally have ADHD. So, anytime I have the ability to do something or use my hands or sing. Singing is always, for me at least, has been the best way to learn because once you learn a song, it sticks in your head a lot better than it will uh, just hearing it or reading it. Pictures are also a really great way for me to learn. So I learn more from movies and videos or from music than I do from actually reading books. So it's it's a kind of interesting concept for me to think of and to see. The Montessori's are normally child-centered, so everything's carefully prepared in the environment and it encourages to practice and self-discipline. Self-discipline is basically encouraging the children to understand their actions have consequences. A good example is say uh, there's a child that's hitting a lot. Not that the teachers are going to let the child hit the other kids, but the teacher should be using terms such as, how would it make you feel if somebody were to hit you? So you're giving the child the opportunity to think about it and see what their end result is. Now, not all the time, but most of the time the kids would say, oh, I, I wouldn't like that. But generally speaking, sometimes kids don't understand and it, and that's okay. Um, that's a totally different concept other than taking them away from the environment. But self-discipline is encouraging kids to have the motivation and the drive to want to do what they're learning and to enjoy it and to want to continue with it or to correct their mistakes. There's a really good, not that I ever encourage TikTok or social media, even though I'm on a podcast. There's a mom that I watch who does Montessori teaching and gentle parenting with her children. And the children are amazing. Like they're cooking on a tiny little cooking set, like legit cooking. And it's so cool to watch because she explains how she lets them do this on their own so that they can learn how to correct the mistakes that they've made when they're making something. That is the same kind of concept as what Montessori is, and it's pretty neat. Actually watch and see how much, how quickly children learn from their mistakes and what they can do to correct their mistakes instead of getting frustrated or angry. I mean, they may get frustrated and angry, but generally speaking, they see what they're doing They saw what the outcome was, and then if they didn't like that outcome, they correct it. And it's really neat that they can do that. Uh, Montessori does a lot of manipulatives, which can sound like it's a bad thing, but it's really not a bad thing. It's actually a great thing because it can help give materials that appeal to senses and help make the child feel purposeful and have real life experiences. So just like the mom has the child, she doesn't have them, but gives them the the opportunity to actually make their own decisions on what they're cooking, what they're eating, it gives the child more drive, it gives the child more motivation to want to do something. And it encourages them to make proper choices versus being forced to do something that they're unhappy with and then they rebel. And that's a lot of the times what we get when a child has a harder time in such as the preschool environment or the educational system. It's kind of a nice way to encourage kids to focus more on things that they love. It also focuses on process and not grading and testing. So it's not based on how well the child did, it's based on how the child learned it, which is a really good way for kids to actually learn. Instead of feeling that stress and anxiety of being tested and failing or not feeling successful, it does help with the encouragement for children. As I said earlier, just because these are really great ways for people to learn and really encouraging for kids, it doesn't always work for everybody. And that's something that we have to remember for a lot of people is no two people learn the same. Montessori is also a lot of collaboration. It's a lot of self-teaching, it's a lot of teamwork, and it's a lot of helping each other. So it's getting a little bit of help from the teachers, so a lot of encouragement, so if you're a teacher or a nanny and you decide that you would like to teach in the Montessori style, you are not giving them the directions, you are not doing it for them, you are supporting them. You are there to say, oh, you're doing a great job. Is this difficult for you? How about try it a different way and giving them the opportunity to create or see how they can make it work themselves versus doing it for them. It is more of an individualized lesson for each kid. So it's kind of nice because every child learns differently by doing this. They can actually learn how they learn and not feel the stress or the frustration of just not understanding. And I know a lot of children have a hard time with that. Uh, They lose a lot of motivation, a lot of drive, if they can't get it done right the first time. But we have to be the ones, as teachers, to encourage them to continue pursuing what they're doing so that when they do achieve what they're looking for, they feel super successful about it. And that's, like, number one. Number one, as a teacher, is watching their little faces light up when they have done something successfully on their own. In general, they both teach, and they're both great educational styles. However, dependent on which style works best for your child is really what's important. So this is for a parent's aspect. As somebody who's worked in both, and as somebody who has learned not necessarily in both, but has had the ability to learn each way Uh, as a teacher can really help with the development of children. I know at younger ages, routine is key, especially with babies to create a schedule and to have that structure and that safety net because babies learn habits. And after three days of the same consecutive habit happening, they expect it all the time. And that's what they want. So having a structure, a routine, and a habit for your child is very important, especially at a younger age. Although when they get older, they start discovering independence and how to become more self-sufficient. So we really have to be aware of that kind of situation they definitely are really good at empowering themselves and learning but a lot of the times group learning or having a peer is really helpful and beneficial for them so you can decide if you want to do traditional or Montessori either as a teacher or as a parent and it's going to be nice for you Let's say for the parents, it's all generally based on what your child's learning capabilities are. And I don't want anybody to think that their child is not as smart as the others or or above and beyond smarter than the other kids. Because either one, there's going to be a gap in your child's development. And it's not, and it's back to what I said is that no two kids are the same. You can have two kids from the same exact parents with the same exact lesson planning and teaching styles, and they're completely different. And you have to be okay with that. You have to understand that your children are not perfect. Nobody is perfect. You should never aim for perfection. You should aim for continuing to learn. And it's very important to know that. Now, for childcare, and for preschooling, and montessori Learning is something that's amazing, and children are always learning. They're always learning new things. We as adults constantly forget, because we've had so many first times on everything, on the basics that these kids are going through, but this is all new things for them, and they've never known this before. We as adults forget that on a daily basis, that we don't have that same mindset that children have. Their minds are simple, they're direct, and they're quick. They will find the best solution. They will find the easiest way. It may not be the easiest way, but they're definitely not going to overcomplicate something. And if they get over frustrated or overstimulated, that's very normal for the child. I know a lot of the times, especially with the four and five year olds, they are at the age now where they are semi-independent, but still dependent on you. And a lot of the times in preschool situations, you see a lot of the children having a hard time focusing or following directions of the teachers. I hear it a lot uh, that, oh, they weren't listening, or, oh, they were doing their own thing, or, oh, they were doing this, or, oh, they were doing that. They weren't making good choices. And it's not necessarily that the child is making poor choices. It's just that the child is having a hard time, probably with large groups. They might strive more having the freedom of a Montessori-style teaching where they get to discover and learn on their own rather than having a group and following directions. However, because of the way that our school systems are here in the U.S., we unfortunately do have to sometimes teach the children that they need to follow these structured systems and follow this disciplinary actions of what the teachers are are requiring. I believe through the years we've kind of discovered that a lot of children have been rebelling and it's been hard for a lot of the school age teachers at least to be able to get the kids to see and hear and listen. The Montessori way is great. I don't take don't think I'm taking anything negatively about it because honestly Montessori would have been an amazing technique for myself when I was younger in the learning basis because having ADHD and having dyslexia the normal teaching style that the education system does was very difficult for me to follow through and I felt like such a failure constantly. So having the Montessori style of teaching is a really great way for people who have learning disabilities because they can learn on their own terms. It's not based on grades. It's more based on how you're learning and what you're doing to learn it versus the traditional one where everybody has to learn the same way. I don't think that traditional preschool is terrible. I don't think that Montessori is terrible. I think they're both amazing. I can see by working in both of them how they can benefit one or the other or if we could even find a way to intermingle the two where we could have the structure but also the freedom at the same time I know a lot of preschools that do tend these teachers tend to try and follow the Montessori style while also going through with the traditional pre k tendencies and it's kind of nice to be able to have that. I know one of my experiences that I had had as a preschool teacher was I was the lead teacher in a classroom, and it wasn't a pre it wasn't technically a Montessori, however, I had a very large age gap between the children that I worked with. I worked the children in my class were as young as two and up to, I believe, five was the oldest that I had. So it was a very large age group with Montessori style, only they expected me to teach as a preschool style. So I had to have a lesson plan, I had to have discipline, I had to have structure and a system built for the children. But because of the age group being so Uh, broad. The children learned at different age groups. So having a structured system was a lot harder for me to follow through with versus the Montessori, which was more of the free play, let them do what they want and have their own time in each different center where they felt comfortable. I would read a book to the children during nap time. So at the beginning of nap time, I would read two chapters of Magic Treehouse because it was a fun storyline for the children to follow and they would look forward to nap time every day because all the kids would have to lay on their mats and they would have to be with their their i call them snugglies or their stuffies or uh, their blankets and they would just have to be quiet and listen to the story and by reading to them while they were laying on their mats it helped them Relax. Similar to what we would do during circle time. However, during circle time, they have so much energy that it was very difficult for them to follow through in the listening aspect. So I use circle time as a time for the kids to play and dance and sing and show energy and have a good time and just learn through play. And it made it a lot more fun for them to learn things because we would sing songs about letters or we would sing songs about what kind of weather we were having or what color we were learning that week. It made it more free style preschooling lesson planning. So they do have hybrid classes for those of you who are looking for maybe a little bit of both. You have to really talk to the teacher's Uh, Open communication is really great. Uh, It's the same thing like I was saying last week about how communication is key and you really need to be specific about it. I hope that this was incredibly educational for you and this has been a really fun and insightful day for me to be able to explain to you the differences between preschool Montessori and I really hope that this has helped parents Or teachers who have been through everything trying to figure out what they think is going to be the best style for them or what is going to be the best way for them to either teach or have their children be taught. We are going to discuss next week uh, the difference between nannying and au pairing and what the opposites of those are. We'll get more in depth with it next week and talk. If you'd like, I can even pull in the babysitters. However, I feel like the babysitters and the relative care are pretty self-explanatory. So I don't really feel that I need to bring those two in and go into detail about those as much as maybe the nannying and the au I might have to do. Some of the things I recommend for parents or teachers, if you're looking to find a place to work or a place to bring your child, number one is definitely always tour the center. Always, always tour the center. It's very important and it's a pivotal point in your life that you should really know and understand what your child is going to be going through. I recommend at least talking to the potential teachers that you would be having as parents or, or co teachers, and really understand and hear what they're saying. Because I think it's very important to see what kind of environment you're putting your child into or what environment you are putting yourself into. And I think it's really, really important that you feel that you are connected and clicking well with the people that you're there for. Number one, always tour, always tour, don't ever tip position or um, bring your child to a place that might cause strife or irritation or if you're worried about anything. And always remember to trust your gut because your gut will be honest with you about anything more than you will see when you first enter any center. And I know a lot of these places are very expensive, but have faith. There is a place out there that will treat your child amazingly, that will be affordable, and that you will be able to watch your family grow and adapt to the environment that you're finding. I wish you the best of luck, and I hope to have you come back next week for our next discussion. I'm really appreciating you all for coming and listening today, and I'll see you next time. If you have tips or tricks, please email me at talkingaboutcare@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's talkingaboutcare@gmail.com. at gmail.com.